This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. Celebration, the every-other-year gathering of indigenous people in southeast Alaska, kicked off Wednesday in Juneau. Through Saturday, Clinket, Haida, and Simshian people will participate in dances, art markets, and cultural demonstrations. This year's theme is celebrating 10,000 years of cultural survival. See Alaska Heritage Institute President Rosita Worrell says the theme recognizes the many environmental, colonial, and more recently pandemic-related challenges they faced. We knew that we were going to survive that. And uh, I, I know our people suffered uh, highly from it, but we still had the strong belief that we were going to survive. And sure enough, here we are, you know, 10,000 and one year later, and we're still here and, and prospering. Indigenous people were disproportionately impacted by COVID-19 in Alaska, accounting for nearly a third of the deaths from the virus. That included many elders and some of the last remaining native speakers for several languages. Hune Lance Twitchell says more action is needed at the state level to help preserve native languages. There's probably 19 languages that are still going right now. And I think in about 10 years, it'll be down to maybe 10 unless we do something. Events began with the dedication of the Institute's new arts campus. Roll says the facility will host classes aimed at preserving cultural practices and serve as the focal point of Northwest Coast Arts. We've already had basket training classes there. Uh, we've had Tana training classes there. We've also had the uh, big box drum training. So it, it's not even formally open, but our people are so anxious to use it that they've run in there and pushed things aside. And we've already had these three classes, and that's just the beginning. There's also a new 360-degree totem pole. Worrell says it's the first of its kind in Alaska and represents the cultural values of the three main indigenous groups of southeast Alaska. The Pachanga Resort Casino in Temecula, California, is bringing cast and crew of the Peacock series Rutherford Falls to its casino Thursday. The event is for the Native community with a focus on Native youth. More than 100 Native young people from across Southern California are expected to attend. They'll be able to walk the red carpet and see a sneak peek of episodes before the new season premieres next week. Youth will also hear from actors, directors, and writers. Pachanga Tribal Chairman Mark McCarr says the event gives young people an opportunity to learn about the television and film industry. To be able to engage cast and crew members you know, on both sides of the camera and talk about career opportunities. Rutherford Falls, a comedy about two friends, features Native actors, writers, and producers. Macaro says Native representation matters. It really begins to, to shape and craft a narrative that is more in line with how I believe Indian tribes think narrative should be when you're talking about Indian people, Indian communities, and tribes across the country. The second season of Rutherford Falls premieres on June 16th. This week, the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa Indians in Minnesota celebrated the return of reservation land. The band purchased more than 28,000 acres from the Conservation Fund. According to the band, it's the largest restoration of its reservation since the allotment era. The land was taken by the federal government more than 100 years ago and sold to timber companies and homesteaders. Plans are underway for the band to manage and conserve the land while balancing economic and cultural benefits for the band and its members. I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. The Indian Loan Guarantee and Insurance Program has worked with lenders for almost 50 years, supporting them as they support you. Need startup funds or a refinance? Information at bia.gov DCI, which supports this show. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.